everyone, and welcome to the Leading in Healthcare podcast. And today we're going to be talking about one of my most asked about topics. It is learning to speak up for yourself. A lot of times when I'm coaching leaders and mentors, they have a problem having this confidence and this ability to be able to speak up for themselves, even if they have good ideas, even if they know what they're talking about. And what that does is cause them to miss out on the opportunities they have to contribute value to their organization and prove their value or contribute more of who they are to the organization. I want to get this cleared up right away because if you were not qualified to be in the seat that you are in, whether that's a doctor, a director, a vice president, a manager, you would not be there. But oftentimes we have this misconception that we're not smart enough, we're not good enough, or that there are other people in the room that have way more experience or more to offer than we do. If you did not have anything to offer, you would not be in the position that you are in. So let's just crush that limiting belief so that we can learn some of the tools and tricks and tips that we need to learn in order to learn how to speak up for ourselves. I've had a client that was afraid to speak up for herself. She was worried about hurting others, worried about what people would say when she was in a meeting. And um, she felt deep down inside like she had a good idea to contribute, but just worried about what people would say. And not only that, with her peers, her colleagues, and other leaders in her organization, but she also struggled with speaking up for herself within the department that she led. And so she would do and say a lot of things that would cause her to be inauthentic because she was trying to please everyone in the team, on the team, instead of being authentic and bringing or delivering messages that needed to be delivered in the right moment. And she was very conflict avoidant. And what that led to was some issues within her team dynamics that continued to escalate to the point that it crumbled and fell apart. And unfortunately, by the time that I was able to work with her, we had some pretty steep hurdles to overcome. I felt like a lot of where this stemmed from when I spent more time talking to her and really starting to understand that she knew what she needed to do to get the job done. She was very competent and very capable, but the problem underneath all of that was that she underestimated herself and she felt like no one cared about what she thought. So now I want you to think about yourself. Do you keep quiet when you know that you have good ideas? Do you say yes when you want to say no? Or here's a less popular version of that that I also see in my practice. Do you say no when you really want to say yes, causing you to miss out on opportunities and circumstances that would add growth and evolution and positivity to your career in healthcare? Do you think about what you could have said or done differently after the fact or like this client I'm talking about, again, you just underestimate yourself and you feel like you don't have anything to offer. And so therefore, your team and your organization misses out on the value that you could contribute if you weren't afraid to speak up for yourself. I want to get into some of the things that caused 
people to not want to speak up for themselves, or at least some of the things that I have seen when I've coached leaders in healthcare. Some of it is cultural, right? It could be men, it could be men versus women, it could be um, our ethnicity, our race, just how we grew up, and the beliefs that we have adopted from the people that we have been conditioned and surrounded by in our society that have led us to adopt a personal communication style where it's not always okay or safe or right to speak up for yourself. Another cause that I see a lot is a uh, lack of personal boundaries. And this usually stems from not you not feeling like you belong in an organization. And it usually has nothing to do with the organization that you work with. This is usually something that stems from your self-image and your decreased self-confidence. So when you don't have a good self-image or you don't have self-confidence, what it leads to is devaluing and disrespect. And that comes not only from other people that you are interacting with in your professional career, but it also comes from the people that you interact with in your personal career and you end up doing it to yourself. How much of that self-talk that goes on in your head is devaluing or disrespectful towards yourself. This could be a whole nother podcast topic, but the way you talk to yourself is very important. You also may have a lack of personal boundaries because when you have tried to assert yourself in the past, it may not have been viewed or received the way that you wanted it to, or maybe it didn't go well at all, or maybe it just went horribly. And so from that experience, you just conditioned yourself to just not speak up for yourself or not even speak up for um, the causes or beliefs or the things that you have to contribute. And guess how this is impacting your life. I'll tell you that one of these leaders that I worked with had, it was very frustrating because she was smart, she was brilliant, but because she did not care about herself, by the time they brought me in to work with her, she was on a performance plan and she was in jeopardy of losing her job. And, you know, working together sometimes for somebody that has really been conditioned around um, not having a great self-image or not having self-confidence or someone that really is dealing with personal struggles of devaluing yourself or having that disrespectful negative self-talk when you are speaking to yourself in your head, sometimes that can take a long time to unfurl, right? And so by the time that I got to her, it was very clear she was very capable. But unfortunately, by the time we were able to start turning things around, it was too late. And it was too late because her leader's they believed in her, but there were some critical things going on, especially in the times that we are working in today, the times that we are leading in today, where we don't have as much time as we normally would have to, you know, coach and mentor and grow someone because things are very fast paced. They change every day. Health is of the essence. Death 
is knocking on the doors of not only the people that we work with, our patients, but also the people that we lead um, and keeping them safe and keeping them healthy. So we don't often have the luxury of the time that we had when the world was a little bit different. So unfortunately, she did have to transition out of her organization. So I just wanted to have you understand a little bit how not speaking up impacts your life. Do you live with regrets? The shoulda, woulda, couldas. I've already talked about that low sense of self-worth that you may carry not only into your professional life, but also into your personal life. And sometimes this can get so bad that you start to feel caged in and you start to feel inauthentic. And this is another totally different podcast. I did a podcast previously on um, being your authentic self, but you start to become inauthentic because you have all these ideas, all these things that are in your heart that are creatively flowing in your brain, but you're too afraid to share them. And so a lot of times you bottle up who you truly are. And whether you know it or not, that can cause you mental anguish, that can cause anxiety, that can cause unnecessary stress. And if you are not speaking up for yourself because somebody is encroaching on your boundaries, your personal space, or disrespecting or devaluing you, then you can start to develop resentment, you can start to feel bitter, you can start to be frustrated. And all of this just starts to compound, not only to the stress that we feel as leaders in healthcare, but also to create these physical conditions within you that cause ailments to where you're broke down, stressed, maybe gaining weight, not sleeping right, and developing these serious physical diseases that actually impact you being able to show up not only for your professional life, but also in your personal life for yourself and the people that you care about. So lastly, before we close out this podcast, I just wanted to give you some of my top tips on some ways that you can learn how to deal with this issue. The number one thing that I like, and this is what I kind of had trouble with, I don't have trouble asserting myself, especially in um, conflict or if somebody is disrespecting me, but I would often have problems over committing myself um, to things that I knew that I didn't want to do or didn't have time to do. And so now I've learned to give myself space to say, let me think about it. If nobody's dying, if it's not a matter of life or death, if there's no true urgency, and I don't mean somebody else having urgency around your answer. I mean, the situation doesn't have to be solved urgently right in that instant then buy yourself some time and space to think about it in your own quietness and the safety of your own energy by saying, let me think about it. Now you got to think about it. And if you're somebody that is a people pleaser or conflict avoidance, you're going to have to deal with that when you pull back into your personal space. But the benefit of this is that you are giving yourself that space 
if you're someone that normally would just say yes, 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 and then overcommit or end up being resentful because you're doing a lot of things that you know in your heart you really don't want to do. The second thing that I like to do, especially if it is a difficult conversation or it's a meeting where you're going to ideas with people that think and move fast, and maybe for you, um, like me, you like to ponder a little bit, you like to hear all angles of something before you really kind of come to a decision. For you, it may be better to pre-plan conversations when you actually have the time and space to do that. You can create quick talking points if it's for a meeting, if you know you have to talk to somebody and it's going to get a little bit difficult or be a courageous conversation, then you may want to plan out what it is that you want to say. Or when appropriate, don't use this in place of communicating face-to-face because that's always going to be the most powerful and impactful type of communication. But if in certain instances you can do it over a Teams meeting or you can do it over the phone or an email, sometimes it's okay to do that. So leverage other means of communication only when appropriate. People could tell a mile away when you are avoiding them by maybe not answering your phone or not answering a ping on your computer or not getting back to them in an email. People can sense the energy around you avoiding them even if you don't outwardly make that obvious or so you think there's energy that communicates well before anything is said and done. So what you need to realize is again, communicate via other means if that's more comfortable and it's appropriate, but that should not be your default method. And always speak from a place of the heart. Always speak from well-meaning intentions around the objective or the mission of the conversation, your organization, etc. It's not about your ego or the other person's ego, or it's not about being petty and it's not about being emotional. It's about the commonality of what everybody is there to do in your professional organization and then approaching it from that intention. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of advice, the same for your personal life. It's not about what you want. It's not about what your partner wants or what your son or daughter or mother wants. It's about the relationship as a whole, what is best for that and approaching everything you do with the highest and best good for all involved. You can also be flexible to your environment. Um, Sometimes the reason why we've kind of had these circumstances where maybe we did try to speak up for ourselves and it didn't go well is because we weren't aware of our environment. We weren't aware that we weren't talking to people that didn't have our best intentions at heart. And when we communicate or try to be open with people that aren't on that same level, it usually doesn't turn out well. And when that doesn't turn out well, we take that to mean, well, I'm just going to close off and clamp down and never do this again because this was a horrible experience experience instead of recognizing that you also have to read the room, right? At work, people are going to want to hear what you have to say. Or if you are feeling resentful or feeling like you can't voice something very important, it's not going to contribute overall to a good team, to you being a good leader, etc. And so 
in that instance, you're going to have to know that even if something didn't go well in the past, especially you as a leader setting the tone, your communication style and the way that you communicate with certain people may have to flex a little bit. So just make sure that in addition to learning how to speak up for yourself and all of the things, you do it in a way that is appropriate for the environment that you're in. Recognize that fear is okay. Speaking up for yourself, um, speaking up, sharing your ideas, putting yourself out there for other people to maybe criticize, and I would say constructively criticize, can be a little bit scary. Just because other people are doing it in a way that appears more confident or that appears that they don't feel fear doesn't mean that that's necessarily true. It just means that they know that if they don't speak up, the mission fails, the organization fails, their team fails. And it also means that the company, the organization that you work for is not getting the value that they counted on from whoever it is that they hired. And so you have to look at it in a way where all of us sometimes feel a little bit scared when it's our time to speak up, especially when it's in a difficult circumstance. It's okay, but that doesn't mean that you don't do it. Just also understand that the more that you do it, the more that you exercise this muscle, the better you will be at not only not stumbling over your words, I do that a lot, stumbling over your words, being more eloquent, being more succinct, being more impactful, and touching people at the heart of the matter so that the communication is effectively going and landing in the way that you intended it to go and land. All of those things come with practice. So understand that the more that you do this, the more that you are authentic to yourself and the value that you're able to bring to the table in your personal and professional life from that power place where you're standing centered in who you are, the better it is for everybody. And it just comes with practice. So I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure you go back to last week's episode if you missed out where we talked about the top, one of the top mistakes that I see leaders make and how to fix that mistake. I also have an ebook on the top five mistakes that leaders in healthcare make and what you can do to fix them. So if you like what you hear in this episode and you listened to last week's episode and you wanna dive into that ebook to get more tips and tricks that are gonna make you a better leader, a more effective leader, then go ahead and get that ebook. The information to get the free ebook is in the show notes. And otherwise, thank you for listening to the Leading in Healthcare podcast, and I will talk to you in the next episode. And lastly, if you like what you hear and you'd like to work with me personally, whether you are a new leader or you're a more seasoned leader, but you know that you need help and mentoring because they don't give us orientation around this, or if you want me to work with a leader in your organization or with your organization, period, then you can find more information about how you can reach me in the show notes as well. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.